0: Hello and welcome to Book of Mormon with Ryan. Today we have a lovely guest.
1: Uh, yes, and uh, my name is Kaho Fiafia.
0: Ah, see, I do know how to. I remember how to pronounce it. Yeah, no, good
1: for you. Okay. I always have to tell people it's Tahoe with a K, and then they remember it.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember from in college because I remember. Um, so, what is your um, current activity level with the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Are you active, semi-active, less active, inactive, post-Mormon, uh, excommunicated Mormon, non-Mormon, or where are you at?
1: Oh, well, firstly, that's a lot of options.
0: It's <laughs> a lot of options. But
1: uh, I, I would cons- I would say inactive.
0: So you're inactive. Yeah. And then where do you fall on the LGBTQI? Same sex attraction, mixed orientation marriage. Where do you find yourself in there?
1: Yeah, gay as fuck.
0: Awesome. Uh, being gay is fun. I love it. It's so great. Yeah, um, it's had its challenges, but it I'm does.
1: here today and I'm so happy.
0: It's so great. Um, so,
1: did you go on a mission? I did, yes. Where did you go? San Francisco. Ugh! I know everyone laughs. laughs. You know when I when I decided to go on my mission, which I first told my parents that I wasn't going to go on a mission, and then I, I then went to college and I was you know in a place all on my own, and I then found my faith in the church, and I decided I was going to go on my mission. Um, I knew that I was gay before then, and when I had prayed about it, like going on a mission and everything. Um, and being a, and being gay, um, when I got called to San Francisco, I thought this was this, I, I there was this, because I had prayed the gay way. I mean, that's true. And I felt like this was God signing the contract. I felt like he like was- Like every s-
0: gay felt the same way you
1: did. But I felt like he was sending me to San Francisco because he was saying, "kaho if you can do this- then I will do. Then yes. I will do this for you, you know. So then I, 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 feel like I it, served.
0: I feel like I feel like you and every gay missionary ever feels like this place will be the challenge for me. But it's San Francisco, and yes, everyone knew what San Francisco stood yes, for. Yes, you know, was all I'm saying. Uh, last question before we start reading this uh-huh. is: What is your relationship status? Single. Single. AF. AF.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so if you're just tuning in, this is chapter eleven of book of mormon with ryan so this is i mean first nephi chapter one i mean chapter 11 first nephi chapter 11. and uh this looks like it's going to take about 10 to 12 minutes to read so if you know the information go ahead and skip through if you don't feel a lot feel free to read along so okay large print here we come should i start it's your chapter so okay for it came to
1: pass, after I had desired to know the things that my father had seen, and believing that the Lord was able to make them known unto me, I sat pondering in my heart. I was caught away in the Spirit of the Lord, yea, into an exceedingly high mountain, which I never had be- had before seen, and upon which I had never, or sorry, had, I which I never had before set my foot. And the Spirit said unto me, Behold, what desirest thou? And I said, I desire to behold the things which my father saw, and the Spirit said unto me, "Believest thou that thy father saw the tree which he hath spoken?" And I said, "Yea, thou knowest I believe all the words of my father." And when I had spoken the words, these words, the Spirit cried with a loud voice, saying, "Hosanna to the Lord, to uh, the Most High God, for He is God over all the earth, yea, even above all." And blessed art thou, Nephi because thou believest in the Son of the Most High God. Wherefore thou shalt behold the things which thou hast desired. And behold, this thing um, shall be given unto thee for a sign, that after thou hast beheld the tree which bore the fruit which thy father tasted, thou shalt also behold a man descending out of heaven, and him ye shall witness. And And after ye have witnessed him, ye shall bear record that it is the Son of God. And it came to pass that the Spirit said unto me, look, and I looked and beheld the tree, and it was like unto the tree which my father had seen. And the beauty thereof was far beyond, yea, exceeding of all beauty. And the whiteness thereof did exceed the whiteness of the driven snow. So I had to look this up.
0: Oh, well, I, Reed, we'll, I... we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute.
1: Okay. And it came to pass, after I had seen the tree, I said unto the Spirit, I, behold, thou hast shown unto me the tree which is precious above all. And he said unto me, What desirest thou? And I said unto him, To know the interpretation thereof. For I spake unto him as a man speaketh, for I beheld that he was in the form of a man. Yet nevertheless I knew that it was the Spirit of the Lord, and he spake unto me as a man speaketh with another. And it came to pass that he said unto me, Look, and I looked as if to look upon him, and I saw him not, for he had gone from before my presence. And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the great city of Jerusalem, and also other cities. And I beheld the city of Nazareth, and in the city of Nazareth I beheld a virgin, and she was exceedingly fair and white. And it came to pass that I saw the heavens open, and an angel came down and stood before me. And he said unto me, Nephi... What beholdest thou? And I said unto him, A virgin, most beautiful and fair above all other virgins. And he said unto me, Knowest thou the condescension of God? And I said unto him, I know that he loveth his children. Nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things. And he said unto me, Behold, the virgin whom thou seest is the mother of the Son of God, after the manner of the flesh. And it came to pass that I beheld that she was carried away in the spirit. And after she had been carried away in the spirit for the space of the time, space of a time, the angel spake unto me, saying, Look, and I looked and beheld the virgin again, bearing a child in her arms. And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Son of the Eternal Father. Knowest thou the meaning of the tree which thy father saw? And I answered him, saying, Yea, it is the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things. And he spake unto me, saying, Yea, and the most joyous to the soul. And after he said these words, he said unto me, Look, and I looked, and and I beheld the Son of God going forth among the children of men. And I saw many fall down at his feet and worship him. And it came to pass that I beheld the rod of iron, which my father had seen, was a word of God, which led to the fountain of living waters or the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. And I also beheld that the tree of life was also, or was a representation of the love of God. And the angel said unto me again, look and behold the condescension, the condescension do you say this word? Condensation. Condensation of God. And I looked and beheld the Redeemer of the world of whom my father had spoken. And I also beheld the prophet who should prepare the way before him. And the Lamb of God went forth and was baptized of him. And after he was baptized, I beheld the heavens open and the Holy Ghost came down or come down out of the heaven and abide upon him in the form of a dove. And I beheld that he went forth ministering unto the people in power and great glory and the multitudes were gathered together to hear him and i beheld that they cast him from among them and i also beheld 12 others following him and it came to pass that they were carried away in the spirit from before my face and i saw them not and it came to pass that the angels spake unto me again saying look And I looked, and I beheld the heavens open again, and I saw angels descending upon the children of men, and they did minister unto them. And he spake unto me, saying, Look. And I looked, and I beheld the Lamb of God going forth among the children of men. And I beheld multitudes of people who were sick, and who were afflicted with all manner of diseases, and with devils and unclean spirits. And the angel spake and showed all these things unto me, And they were healed by the power of the Lamb of God, and the devils and the unclean spirits were cast out. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me, saying, Look, and I looked and beheld the Lamb of God, that he was taken by the people. Yea, the Son of the everlasting God was judged of the world, and I saw and bear record. And I, Nephi, saw that he was lifted up upon the cross and slain for the sins of the world. And after he was slain, I saw the multitudes of the earth that they were gathered together to fight against the apostles of the Lamb. For thus were the 12 called by the angel of the Lord. And the multitude of the earth was gathered together, and I beheld that they were in a large and spacious building, like unto the building which my father saw. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me again, saying, Behold the world and the wisdom thereof. Yea, behold the house of Israel hath gathered together to fight against the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And it came to pass that I saw and bear record that the great and spacious building was the pride of the world, and it fell, and the fall thereof was exceedingly great. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me, again saying, Thus shall be the destruction of all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people, that shall fight against the twelve apostles of the Lamb.
0: All right, I was wrong about how long that would take to read. Nice. Oh, it look, it only, only took like seven minutes to read. And you, well, first of mm-hmm. all, you did all the reading. Okay, you had a comment earlier yeah. that you wanted to explain. What was that?
1: Uh, so the comment, well, there's a couple things as I was reading this. I, I wanted to look up this comment of in verse eight. Well, I did look it up. And it says, and the whiteness thereof did exceed the whiteness Of the driven snow. As I was reading this chapter...
0: As someone who lives in Utah.
1: Yes, who lives in Utah. I don't know what's going on in Israel. I don't even know if it snows in Israel. It
0: does! I've been to Israel, and it does! Well, that's the
1: interesting thing. And I know that because of the internet. But I was thinking about the author. So... Who is, who I think, you know... I mean, first, yes, it's Nephi. But it's also translated by... Joseph Smith. Who... I'm wondering like how does he know that it snows in this place and if it does snow could this be more real because I think
0: so so I so I don't know how to work this comment into the sections that in this in this episode and it really struck me like okay this is really making things click and I think I'm right along with you so as I prepare through these episodes sometimes I'll go online and like read articles and there's one article about like Joseph Smith, the prophet, but I didn't realize it was a satirical, like, article, kind of like, oh, if he was really a prophet, blah, 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 talking about how he's a crappy person. Yeah. But then, but then as I read through this chapter, okay, so, okay, and I'm thinking, like, did he make this up? Did he not make this up? And like, this is one of those points where it's like, how would he know that somebody that has, quote, unquote, what, seventh or eighth grade education, okay, so not a lot of education... Two, um, how would he know what's happening on the other side of the world? Three, also, like, he's, I mean, what, like, that's three things that, you know, are supporting the idea that he's prophetic, or he's translating something that's real, versus, like, the one thing is, like, it sounds like he's copying the, like, Matthew story of, like, an, uh, of this thing, do you know what I mean, like? Like the beginning of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where it's the Jesus story, like yeah, yeah. So and he's just condensing it into one chapter, and then he's referencing chapter eight in First Nephi, like. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I mean. I, I see. I see you. I as see,
1: I was re- I mean, as I read the Book of Mormon, I think about that. I think about who this person is, this Joseph Smith, who translated this, and his education, and I see things that make me think that it is legitimate meaning like he was translating the word of god i mean if not damn this tree of life is like the best story i've ever heard it's I my love favorite it. chapter I so it.
0: so if you're pay- if you've been re- listening to all these episodes you know chapter 8 of first nephi is my all-time favorite episode and i had a the first heterosexual guest <laughs> on there so that i could focus on me um Cause I'm so vain, but this is something else that jumped out at me in this is verse 15. And, and I said unto him, a virgin, most beautiful and fair above all oh other virgins. God. And in my mind, I'm like, what kind of patriarchal nonsense is that? Like, first of all, like huh, the idea, so virginity, I can support that. I can get behind that. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, Wait, I, what about
1: the virgins? Are you getting behind? Well,
0: uh, it's it's a story that I the feel like... The abstaining
1: from the... We'll
0: talk about the okay. next section, but I don't want to get into that now. But the thing about it that I can't relate it to like being gay or anything like that is why does she have to be the most beautiful and fair above all other virgins? Like, why does she have to be that? Why can't she just be? Or why can't she just be... Like a person or why does she have to be beautiful and why does she have to be the most beautiful?
1: That's a good question because when I read this story, I think he's calling her out as being like, she's hot. (laughs) Like I thought she was super hot. But knowing the guy that Nephi is, this spiritual person, I don't necessarily think he's thinking he's calling her beautiful because of her physical nature. I think he sees that her like her spirit, her person... Beyond the physical body is beautiful, and I think that's what he's saying is, she is the most like faithful person that I can like. I can, what if, whatever you can physically see of someone who's faithful, like when you when someone says like, "Gosh, I could just see this light emanating from that person." I feel like that's what he's seeing. He's seeing the light. He's calling the light.
0: Okay, you know? is I, that all I'm saying? Okay. Thoughts. Okay, I I think it's a stretch, but I can. I can get behind it. You know what no. I mean? Like, uh...
1: <sighs> and I, you know, coming from where he's come from, I don't think he's known anyone as faithful as her. Meaning, like, he came from a place where there was a lot of... That's why Lehi left. That's why they're in the wilderness.
0: So, but the thing is, you have to remember, this is a book being written from Nephi's point of view. So it's through his lens. Uh Okay, so we have Nephi's lens, and then you see the idolization of Lehi as his father. Mm -hmm. And then, as his siblings, he sees that his siblings don't idolize his father at all. Like, less... And, like... His faith in his father is based purely in love, and his father, and Heavenly Father, it's based in love. But then his father, his brothers, their their fear is not planted, I guess you could say, until it's tested. And then when it's tested, it's based in fear, Mm -hmm. not love. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. So, and I think, I think, Laman and Lemuel are great examples of if you have fear based faith. It's unsustainable, and Nephi is a good one of love based faith, is sustainable. And then, I mean, because I mean, like, Laman and Lemuel that weren't problem children, I guess, according to the Book of Mormon, until they got tested, and then they're like, whoa, 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 yep. hold on. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, what also jumps out at me about this uh, chapter is the condescension of god condescension yes i'm like i okay if you've been paying attention to reading the book of morrow with ryan you know one i'm a terrible reader and i'm an idiot so um (laughs) this is another one of those like words that i'm like i think i know Mm -hmm. like with uh dissension like with with the uh like con like like if you look at like con meaning with and dissension means like below, like you start breaking it down to like it's like um, with disagreement of God, like look and behold the disagreement of God. So, I don't know. Yeah, I it's mean, a very complicated word. It for It was a like complicated mad. word. Mad. Here's God. God's mad. God's not happy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he use it twice? Yeah, it's. Used I don't know. Twice. You read the whole thing.
1: I, I struggled with the first time I read it, and the second time I read it, I thought I was gonna get it, but I still struggled the second time it came around. Ugh.
0: But I mean, like, there's a lot here that I'm like. Yeah. I also like that it, it 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 kind of married the two stories of like Christ. Man, it's a really quick lifespan of Christ. Overlook from it's... from birth to death, almost. It's like yeah. real quick. And then let's tie this in with Lehi's vision.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing, this whole angel and Nephi dynamic is interesting to me because I wonder if I was Nephi, what I, like, what's going on? And then this whole, like, the angel saying, look, and then I looked, like...
0: Would you need to be told to look if it's yeah, as re- if, if it's, it's as bright, like, like uh, if you're in the darkness and there's a bright light, what, you really need someone to be like, look over at the bright light behind you. I'm like, angel, I see. Like, why you keep telling me to look? My eyes are open. Like, what's going on here? Or is, there, or is it, like, the see is, like, the allowance that the angel is giving Nephi the ability. Like, see, and it's like, by me saying see gives you the permission to see. Well, that's that's what I see like,
1: kind of well, this sorry, not see, but like this is what I'm getting from this whole dynamic of this angel and Nephi is the angel is saying I'm going to give you permission if you want. And Nephi is at every turn is saying, "Yes, I want permission and can you show me?" So I think I don't think it's like I think it's the angel like I think they're really having a conversation because as you said, there's a lot that's going on in this chapter. I mean, they go through a quite a bit. So I think the conversation is saying, I think the angel is saying, I'm gonna show you something, do you wanna see it? And Nephi is saying, yes. And that's where I feel like the angel is saying, look, and then he says, I looked. Because I think it's the asking of the permission. and But the angel also knows that the more that he shows, or sorry, not he, sorry, the more that the angel shows to Nephi, the more weight it's gonna put on him, because he knows more, and when you know more, kind I just have to deal with that knowledge, and sometimes it's
0: not always pretty i don't disagree with that, and we will continue that conversation in the next section. We'll be right back, so just hold on. Welcome back to first Nephi chapter eleven with Kaho fiafia Fia. Hey so how does this directly affect you as a gay man, and how does this affect me as a gay man? Now, you were talking about the understanding of God, and we've talked about. The idea, this idea of virginity and the real brief overview of Christ. There's so much here. There is a lot. What do you want to start with?
1: Um, you know, I kind of talked about this angel who's revealing all of this information to Nephi. And Nephi then has to deal with it. Like, what is Nephi going to do with all of this new knowledge? I mean, that's a lot.
0: I think there's to a very... To
1: the savior of the world... Is born and he's like all of these things. Like, that's a lot of information that you have to kind of deal with.
0: So, so to me, this is one other thing that as I read this chapter, prepping for this episode, I was like, oh my God, I can totally relate to Nephi on this experience. I don't know how you felt about this, but in my experience, it's like, okay, I think I might be gay. And the more I realized and the more that I understood, the more pressure I felt. Um, about the subject in my life until I kind of confronted it and came out and, like, just became a gay person. But the more I realized it on the subconscious level, I felt like it was my Father, like, confirming, like, yes, 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 you're gay as fuck. So, like, um, like, I feel like Nephi here in that aspect of, like, and I've talked to one of my friends, Jensen, in New York, and he talked about how his coming out and his, like, understanding and he i think talked about it in his episode that his kind of like understanding of his sexuality was such a spiritual experience for him so i think that on a very personal level like i feel like this is very relatable to us as gay men okay do you get what i'm saying or is that just a me thing because if you can't it's a lot it can be just a me thing it might be a you
1: thing Um, You know, what What I get from this chapter is this this revelation of, you know, Nephi's receiving all of this revelation about this Christ. And I feel like I've received that. You know, like I mentioned before, I didn't want to serve a mission. I told my parents, I'm not going to serve a mission. Now, mind you, like, my parents didn't serve a mission. And they had these five children. And they thought their oldest son was going to serve a mission, which he did not because he couldn't. Um... And then it was up to me and everyone was like, oh my gosh, Kaho, you're going to be the first missionary in your family. Your parents must be so proud. There's all this weight that was put on me. Um, And, you know, I just couldn't deal with it. And, you know, I got in an argument with my parents and I said, I'm not going to do this. Then I leave to school and I'm on my own. And then I I turned to God because I felt lonely and I, that's where really, I feel like I really got, um, where I, uh, really built my faith was the time that I was alone, which I feel like a lot of people, that's,
0: I mean, like, but, what, I mean, I like, think. that's like, it's what, it's when you have those kind of like, you realize your spiritual journey is not the spiritual journey of other people. Mm-hmm. And like, you kind of like come to that consensus of like, oh, this is my life and not someone else's.
1: So then, so then I get this testimony, which is great and I awesome. love it. love it. And love I feel it. like that's the revelation that was given to me. Like Nephi, he is given this revelation, and then he has to decide how to, like, yes, we don't see what his choices are, but we know. I mean, knowing Nephi, we know his choices after this revelation that's given to him. But I feel you like you know, he's that's married at I'm this at. point. I that's where I'm, I'm at is I've received a revelation of. I, at this point, I believe there is a God. I believe that there, that Jesus Christ is real. I believe that he died for our sins.
0: Great. I'm right and there. Then, I'm
1: right there with you. So then what do I do with this knowledge? And
0: I'm still figuring that shit out. Good Green. luck with you. Good luck. Cause the only person that can really tell you that, and I think Nephi is a good example of this is that by praying, like he goes, okay. So at the beginning of the chapter, he goes up to an exceedingly high mountain which we're taught, you know, temples. And I think about, like, the, what's the idea of, like, so I don't have a temple recommend. And I'm like, so where do I go for these spiritual enlightenments? And for me, I have found that museums and, like, certain rooms in museums really kind of edify me. And, like, because they are kind of, like, that quiet spiritual space that's beautiful to me. Um, I have a friend who I would say he h- would hate that. That would not be, it'd be super uncomfortable for him and would be a hard place for him to receive, you know, revelation. But that's, this, that's what this all is, is it's like, it's personal interpretation in God, you finding a relationship with God and me finding a relationship with God and how he talks to us. And so, but my friend, he'd probably go out to the woods um any any kind of natural environment mm-hmm. but i mean nephi's going to the mountain to ask god yeah so i mean like i go and ask god about all kinds of things all the time especially having to deal with like he
1: mm, p- says exceedingly high mountain i would be tired at that point you know well <laughs> delirious could this be Yes. delirium is it delirium De-
0: Delirium. Um, I believe that's a new word. Congratulations on inventing a new word. But no, I don't think it's delirium or whatever you're saying. I don't think he's delusional either. I think that this makes me think that he does have some kind of higher calling, almost like an apostleship or a prophetic. Because when you go back to verse uh, gathered together, where is it? 34, I slay unto the multiples of the earth uh, that fight against the Lamb of God and, the, and for this we'll call the twelve uh, were the twelve called by the angel of God. It's like that, like I think somewhere around that column you said something about like a people will gnash against the apostleship or the twelve or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say is like for me, like my relationship with Heavenly Father is like uh so maybe, for example, and I talk about this on the podcast a lot, is that for me personally, I can't speak for anyone else, Oaks is a human being. He has the mantleship of a prophet and an apostle and he has that mantle, but he also is a human being. So not everything he's saying necessarily is prophetic or is apostleship. And we have to discern those things. And by hmm. saying that, I don't think that I'm teaching apostasy as much as trying to tell people to confirm their relationship with our Heavenly Father. Because to me, I don't get warm, fuzzy, like, confirmations of the Spirit when He speaks. And I I get a lot of, don't trust this, don't trust this, don't trust this. That's interesting. It,
1: well, so, one question that I have for myself and for you is, so yes, it talks Bubbles. about those people who are against the 12 here oh. in the chapter, are you, which side are you on? Are you for the 12 against the 12? So I'm, I mean, I'm, Oaks being part of the so, 12.
0: Okay, so to be 100% <laughs> clear, I have big problems with Bednar, Oaks, Holland as of now, because he's now starting to say homophobic things, um, uh, uh, Christofferson. Um, those are the ones that I have big problems with. They have the mantle of the apostleship, Mm -hmm. which I support. Yeah. But they are also human beings on different paths than you and me. I don't have to like their path. I don't have to respect. I mean, I I should respect their path, but I also need to understand that, like, they're surrounded by, yes, people who are supporting whatever they say, doing whatever they do, but I don't have to... You know, like the relationship I have with my Heavenly Father, with our Heavenly Father, is that to be weary of what they say. Because not all of it is based in spirituality. A lot of it's based in baggage and political opinion and previous uh, prejudices and judgments and bad experiences and... So, I mean, like, I respect the 12 and the mantleship, but I also, like, the four of you need to stop talking about this subject because you're talking about it in a way that is politically um, enraging and you're weaponizing Christ. So, for me, that's how I deal with them. Like, there are things that they say about other topics that, if about women, that, that make me iffy and weary as well. And there's other things that they've said about tithing and a few other things that make me iffy and weary. But they, then there's times where they'll talk about, like, the family as a unit and not describe it as a man-woman. And that makes me feel good when they describe a family unit as... There's an, okay, I do have problems with folks, but he did make a comment about the family without gender identifying the parents. He's like, parents and children and and like when the bond there and i was like okay I, this i can get behind
1: this i can get behind we're getting behind the writer not hoax yeah the writer probably edited it out but i'm just you know like you didn't really answer the question are you for or against i mean it talks I'm about for in the, this chapter, the idea says, of the
0: apostleship i'm for the apostleship but i also have to understand that like not all of them are perfect and that's for me that's how yeah and I, I mean,
1: I love that because the apostles were never perfect. I mean, look at the 12 with Christ. I mean, goodness, there was people who betrayed him. Like, yeah, they're not perfect. And I get that they aren't perfect, but it says in this chapter they're, you know that people go after the 12. And I don't know. You didn't really answer. Are you for or against? I'm for them. You're I'm for them, them,
0: but I also understand that they have like prejudices and bigotries and like mm-hmm. pre- like they're, like they have bad information about... Groups of people that they're talking about and like, I don't love that. I don't love it. I don't love that they have this these bad experiences to base, you know, mm-hmm. forward, you know, policy and doctrine on. That I don't love, but I love that there is the idea of the apostleship, and I do support that. Does that make sense? Is that it clear? Does. It does. It, it is clear. Okay. Because what? I I'm with you. What? I'm
1: behind. I'm behind it. i like, I love them. I'm a supporter. I'm team apostles.
0: I mean like I, I'm like if I feel like I feel like I'm like, I support you, but you need to know that there's things I don't like about you. Like I feel like that girl at school who's like, we can be friends, but need to know I don't like your bangs.
1: Yeah, totally. You kinda have to hate the person you love because you love them so much. And
0: I feel like I'm I, I feel like because I look at them critically. I can, like, the things that I support and I stand behind, like, I fully stand behind. But I also have to look at them and, like, get my own personal confirmation, like, what they're saying is true and real. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of those things where, like, Nephi, these are all his confirmations of things that are true and real. And it's not his, like, questioning, because that's why he gets to see, like... See the fruit, it's white and be- whiter than the driven snow. The driven
1: snow, exactly. I was
0: like, what? I yes. love like how that... Okay, can we go back to... How much time do we have left in this section? But can we go back to talking about um, the idea of... Oh, we have plenty of time. Virginity. Yeah. Like, to me... So I was not a virgin when I got married... Okay. Uh, I was not. Um, and my husband was not a virgin when he and I got married. And in his first marriage, he was not a virgin when in his first marriage. So, oh yeah. By my way, way, I'm the second. I'm the second wife. So, so he got was married. Yeah, man Woman.
1: Oh, woman. Okay. Yeah. Oh.
0: Big complicated it. story, but that's his. That's his journey. That's not mine. So, I'm Wait, not. Wait, can I take a break or not? Not yet. Oh. So, but, um, it's not my thing, but the thing about it is, is the idea of virginity. When we talk about the mother of God and virginity, mm-hmm. and I think when we use the idea of a woman's value and virginity, I think that, I don't think it's just Mormonism. I think there's a lot of cultural things about it's okay for a man to be a whore, but it's a woman. It's awful. And then we, like, I haven't. You know what what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like in the gay community, I feel like there's... It's... To me... This is my opinion. Is that it's more acceptable to be openly sexually promiscuous in gay culture than it is in heterosexual culture. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because of that, I feel like because of the idea of women being the most precious thing in heterosexual culture. And then relationships are like the most precious thing in gay culture it's like there's a lot of jealousy from one to the other, especially when it comes to virginity. or Okay. Like,
1: You're giving me a lot. Yeah, I'm giving you a lot. You're giving me a lot uh, because th- there's this whole idea of virginity and why it's precious. and I, I mean, maybe I'm speaking of things that are n- not fully thought about not like thought through, but I feel like the reason why women 's virginity is so like it's big in the bible it's big in the scriptures it's it's even big now is because they kind of have to let someone in
0: yes yes
1: so I, I i I feel like the whole thing with virginity with men is like they don't have to necess- like well like in history and bibles and like scripture they don't necessarily have they're the ones who's the doing they're the ones who are the doer maybe and the woman is the one being done too
0: yeah and so that, then they like,
1: have the power of like but, i will let you
0: yes but at the same time i'm like why are we why are we forcing her why are we forcing her she is like i don't know as gay man like for me i feel like I talked to my female friends and how like the ideas of masturbation and touching themselves and understanding their own body like how shameful that was to them and how shameful it was to talk about and as men like you'd like I don't know your experience but my experience was you'd go on camping trips and like you would hear Like younger male leaders uh, talking about like making like funny jokes about masturbating and you'd hear other like guys in your quorum talking about masturbating and like, or oral sex or hand jobs. Like, and then you'd hear the one kid that like had had sex and like all of these things. And it's like, and it was so, it was socially acceptable for him to do those things. But if it was a girl, how the idea of slut shaming and i and i feel that i don't know there's there's a lot there that i feel like is imbalanced in the idea of virginity
1: totally and
0: it's like to me this this helps fuel that fire of like women need to be virgins and men don't and like it's okay and it's okay if men aren't because you know this reason or that reason and i just want to be I, to me this makes me uncomfortable and i feel like Sometimes physical virginity isn't important as emotional virginity. Like, and the thing is about... Okay, give it to me. So, like, for me, (laughs) the idea of emotional virginity is, like, um, where you truly start to see the person for who they are. Mm -hmm. And, like, you kind of have that emotional relationship with each other for the first time. And, like, I would say, like, emotional virginity is one of those things where it's, like, if you and I are in a relationship and we get to a point where I can see past your flaws and see past your imperfections and see to like what the core of who you are. And like that is like, and I, when I reach that point with you is like, that's my emotional virginity. Like, and you and I are like reaching that like emotional plane.
1: And I get that. But for me is like, I wouldn't want to ever be with anyone who's, never, like, when I think emotional virginity, like, where their emotions have not reached that point before, I want to be with someone whose emotions have been fucked. Because, then when they have real emotions, for me, when I feel like their feelings are real for me, then we're on a whole nother level. Like, couples counseling. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's weight if I know that your emotions have been fucked, that you've been hurt, that you've loved, and you've been they, sad. Can, so and they have baggage. This,
0: so they have that baggage yeah. of like understanding pain and
1: love. and That's the person I end up with. Because then they understand my baggage.
0: So, kind of... I agree and disagree. Like I, I, maybe I'm looking at it from the same thing from a different viewpoint. I yeah. love the idea of like looking at the same subject through a keyhole and that you and I are going to see different things at the same thing. And like, well, there's going to be crossover, but not like, and I talk about how, you know, anyway, but I feel like for me, it's nice to go through certain emotional things with someone else so that they are like, okay, I just went through this exact same thing why are they acting this way? And then why am I acting this way? For example, my husband and I had a friend pass away in November of 2019 and how I was not close to the person. He was super close to the person and like our emotion, our our emotions were different because um, and watching how we interacted and we as a couple have a couple's counselor that we like and go to, and she's been able to talk to him about his feelings and his emotions and things because I'm not good with sad feelings other than for myself. I'm, I have a hard time with sad feelings. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Me too. But you know. I mean, I can't deal with anyone else's sadness, but I expect everyone to deal with mine.
0: No, I, <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way about my emotional feelings. Like, if you can deal with my happiness, you should, I should be able to deal with your happiness. And if I can't deal with your sadness, you should not have to deal with my sadness. Amen to that. So, yes, I, agree. I I don't know. Life's crazy. We're all going to die one day. We are.
1: And so how do we make the most impact um, now? And how do we bring the most purpose to our living? That's the real question. Nephi, tell me, please.
0: Well, he can tell us in the next section. Welcome back to 1st Nephi chapter 11. Chapter 11. So how do you feel? Can I be known as
1: 11? What do you mean? Like on your podcast. Yeah, so your chapter,
0: so it'll say episode, numbers, whatever, and then 1st Nephi chapter 11, and then you're the show notes. But you know 11 has power to it. Yeah. I mean, the number 11. Yes. And then Stranger
1: Things, I mean, she, come on. Okay, okay. So the fact that you gave me this is like... Thank you.
0: So, <laughs> I okay, so this has nothing to do with the chapter and everything to do with this podcast, but I have found that the chapters that I've assigned people have, people have been able to, no, you're fine, you're fine, very much to be able, a very personal, like, way to relate to most of the chapters that I've been given. Mm-hmm. And I like that that's how you've related <laughs> is on a very pop culturally type thing. And I think, it was like, I was thinking about I, thought, I think about a lot of things, like, pop culture-wise when tying to these things, but I like that you went with Stranger Things. Yeah, I love it. Eleven. So how do you feel like this chapter relates to the gay community?
1: Ooh. Um, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of relation... Not that I can necessarily see. Um, you know, I mean, Nephi's having things revealed to him um, in a, like, in a vision... Um, I don't see... I mean, the only thing that I can really see is the fall of Jerusalem and everything else, and I feel like that's the world we live in, and I feel like the gay community is part of that.
0: Uh, no, I feel like there's a pressure that's put on gay people as, as the community. Like, we're expected to do something, and I think Nephi, as you have talked about, is like that pressure that's put on him to like live like the more his, his eyes are opened to something the more pressure he's given and i think a lot of us like the more we understand about who we are as people the more we're like wait a second we don't conscribe to you know traditional society and we don't conscribe what
1: the fan uh, oh is I, it on i'm gonna go turn the fan off
0: i'm gonna pause for just a second the fan is off Fan is off. The fan is off, and we mm-hmm. apologize if you couldn't hear the last two and a half minutes. <laughs> sorry, but um, I think there's a lot in most of this chapter about how God reveals things, like His relationship with Nephi, like He's okay. He's giving him an overall arc of what. Oh, jeez, I'm so sorry. I'm being <laughs> like crazy, but He's giving him, like an overall arc of things to uh, to happen, and it's like. I feel like, I feel like we as gay people, like, we can see by pop culture, like, that arc of Ellen and the arc of Matt Bomber and the arc of how these people, like, have gone through things and then come out the other side. And I feel like a lot of us also have, you know, kind of that arc of, like, where we're so faithful, we're going to do be good Mormons, and then the pressure mounts, and then we kind of leave, and some people leave and are still gone, and some people leave and a few people come back. Or Tom were... Christopherson, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom Christopherson, yes, yes. He used to live in New York City. Yeah. Uh-huh. With his, his husband. Partner. Partner, I they thought. Weren't
1: married. Okay. They Okay, his partner. They were not married. So, you know, the interesting thing for me is, I, I believe you. I feel like, as a gay person or even a member of this community, we have dealt with a lot of that pressure. We have dealt through, we have gone through a lot of pain. And I feel like in our pain, I think when someone is in pain, I think they're closest to God, actually, to be honest. Oh, I don't disagree. And so and so I think that... Because you need anyone, God more
0: at that moment. If
1: anyone... We are the most spiritual people on this earth. We understand pain in a way that no people can really fully understand. Except I mean, except our Savior in Gethsemane. Um. Yes. Ex- I like. I like how you are so, like. <laughs> so. So. So all I'm saying is, I feel like we are the most spiritual. And you're right. There are people like Ellen and Matt Bomber, you know, other people who have gone through this experience and end up on the other side. But I I think that's the test. I think like Nephi in this chapter, he's given all of this knowledge and he then has to deal with it. And I feel like with us, in our pain, we've been revealed, like we've received revelation about ourselves, about how strong we are, about the world around us, about how rude people can be and how ruthless people can be.
0: And even people who supposedly are your friends and or family Mm -hmm. and how like, oh, because I have God on my side I can say whatever I want.
1: So then what do we do with that knowledge? Like Nephi being revealed with so much knowledge. I mean literally he like us a
0: whole Christ's life. Okay, let's talk about the beginning of the chapter. Let's talk about the beginning of the chapter because it's a whole reference to chapter eight, which is the Tree of Life Vision and Uh the Iron Rod. And I feel like this is so For as the gay community, it's like the gay community finds these safe havens. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have found my safe haven in New York. I stand in a place of privilege in New York City where most people are gay affirming because when you live in New York City, most people are gay affirming. If I lived in Utah, would I feel the same way about the church that I do, that I'm able to go to church every Sunday? I can't say that because I stand in such a place of privilege as a gay man. And that there are several wards that have large amounts of gay single men Mm -hmm. uh, actively attending in the singles wards in New York City. And am I aware that, you know, Dustin Larson and John Penny and all of the like Hayden Davis and all these other people are also standing in that same place of elite privilege where It's not a right and the church hasn't fully changed, but these people are like standing in a 100 place of privilege that if they moved anywhere else that this would not be their experience, then yes, yes, I do understand that. But I I feel like I have found that fruit of deliciousness Is Is it it, as
1: white as the Driven Snow?
0: I believe it is (laughs) as white as it can be bought in Chinatown. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yes, yes, yes. So, (laughs) I mean, like, Driven Snow, yes. We'll go with yes because the... The no. thing is, it's like driven
1: snow is dirty. That's the thing that I get. <laughs> like, come on, if you're driving in snow, there's tracks and you've tracked dirt. Do you know snow. what driven snow is, right? What is driven snow? Okay. Dri-
0: Maybe I don't. Driven <gasps> snow is that, like, educate me. It's the, that fine layer of snow that falls on top of it, the frozen snow. So it's that first snow that's not been moved, and then it blows, and so it's like you have those like snow waves in the snow. Oh. So it's pure. So it's, it's purest white. Oh, it's not see, driven I was thinking, snow. Like that's not what that is. I was thinking like driven snow is like then people gross. have driven through it. No, so driven snow is snow that has floated into an area that is like coated an area that has already mm. had like a first coat of snow, and that's where and the then translation it's fro- is. frozen has like. Frozen to crusty brown crap. And then, like, you wake up in the morning and, like, that fresh powdery, like, that's the driven See, scene. That's now. where the translation was wrong. But you have to remember, like, word context from, like, two different time periods in world history that wrote
1: this. I, so- true, true. I guess I'm going back to, like, drive, the Latin meaning of drive. And then, like, you know, and going back to, like, when that word was written... Did it really mean driven snow? So I mean that's a whole other thing. But back to the community because I love our community. I love our community. I as love well. you.
0: Oh my I love gosh! You as
1: well. I've missed you. I haven't, I've so, missed your so spirit. That, so
0: that we're fe- call, completely aware of this is every time I come to Utah, I reach out to this mother, and he is like, "Oh yeah, let's hang out. Let's hang out." And then I'm like, "Okay, I'm free these days. Crickets, 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 crickets." crickets. You never respond when I tell you that I'm free, but this I'm time a busy it worked out. New person, Ugh, who
1: cares? But 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 no, you know that you know that I've loved you. Yes, always. forever For and, years and ever years and ever and years and years and years. And the reason, like, we stay in touch, and the reason why you know we're even here today is because we love each other's energies and we love each other's spirits. Yes.
0: And I'm so happy to sit down and talk scripture with you. Well, the thing is, too, is like. Uh, you and I talked about this prior to this happening. Is that I love that you're we're in both different places. Like you're here, um, I'm in New York. You're here in Utah. I'm in New York. You're Polynesian. I'm white. You're, um, you have a job. I work for myself. Uh, you're in. You're less inactive. How did did you describe yourself earlier?
1: Inactive.
0: inactive. Inactive. I'm active. Like we come from. You're single. I'm. I'm married. Like, we come from different spots, but we can see similar things about religion, and we don't have to agree on everything, and, like, your journey is different than mine, and I can respect that, and I can support that, and I can cheerlead on for you, and...
1: I love that so much. Um, you know, long when I was... As
0: long as you like Shit's Creek,
1: all, we're all good. Of course. Oh my gosh. Uh, there was that song... Um... Tina Turner. The Simply the, the
0: best. best? Simply the best! How did you not know that? How did you
1: not know that? But the cover was so good. Oh, the Patrick? Cover. Yes.
0: Patrick does the cover uh, in the apothecary uh, for David, for like, I oh. was... Melting. Okay, see, I, I need to
1: find him. I need to find him. Melting. That was so good. Oh my gosh.
0: So, we were walking home from somewhere, and my husband and I were holding hands, and he started just humming it. And at first, I was like, what is he doing? Send and then, the and then when I realized what he was doing, let me just tell you, there he melted my heart so hard that it was just crazy. And it's one of those moments where I'm like, it was like so affirming of like being married to the right person and like how our journeys as gay people is so like different than like, what I don't know. I, I feel like our journey as not wanting faith in our life or wanting faith in our life mm-hmm. is so different than a heterosexual who is wanting faith in their life or not wanting faith in their life. I, think, I feel like it's very different. Because if you don't want faith in your life as a heter- heterosexual, it doesn't become weaponized against you versus if you are homosexual or LGBTQAI at all, it automatically becomes weaponized against you almost hmm. instantaneously. And it's terrible. It doesn't matter if you're trying to be positive or negative it's or pro or con church. It's like there is weaponization against you. Yeah. Because that's what's in my ward. Is it's mostly positive, but then the bishop's super negative.
1: So I have to say, because, I mean, back to the chapter and talking about the community, um, you know, I was reading the chapter and the whole time I was reading the chapter, I was wondering where I was on this in this dream. Like, if Lehi...
0: In Lehi's vision? Seen,
1: yeah, in Lehi's vision. If he had seen me, where would I have been? I mean, I feel like, like I want to say that I'd be like on top of the big and spacious building, like holding a concert and like big and flashy with like lights all over me because I'd love to be that person. But this like is... in life, in life, I feel in... like
0: in life overall, I'm standing on the bank in between the iron rod and like going somewhere because there's, I feel like there's a bunch of iron rods that Uh are misleading and I feel like I feel like those are like the traditions of the church that are not doctrine that are fake and there's like things like that people are like oh this will lead you there but it's like no this won't lead you there though and then there's things like that I feel like for me I'm trying to figure out like where is the actual end of the tree but then when I talk about the gay community I feel like I've partaken of those fruit mm-hmm. because I want gays to come back to church, yeah, because i I understand how important it is to me but and how important it is, like if there's more of us that come here, how we can make it even a safer and more wonderful place, not just for us but our voices will allow um women and minorities and um low-income people who come to church feel more comfortable because then they'll see that this isn't a white heteronormative church. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not white. I don't belong here. Like, that's what's happening in my ward as well. And my ward is in Harlem. Wow. And like, there's less and less black people in my ward because of the kind of like constant, like making it difficult on black people. Yeah. Because like people will come from Utah and then say wildly inappropriate things. But here it's appropriate but there it's inappropriate where it should be inappropriate here as well oh my gosh yes it
1: should be i mean when i think about lehigh's vision um and i think about where i would be in that vision i think i'm like i think about the whole thing and i think i made it to the tree i held the fruit i took one bite but i had a tolerance Meaning, like, I'm um, sorry, I held the fruit, I took a bite, one bite, just one, and it was great, it tasted so sweet. But I don't think I knew how sweet it, like, it tasted. Like It tasted good, but I don't think it tasted like super sweet. Then I saw the big and spacious building, and I'm, right now, currently, I'm still on the straight and narrow, holding onto the rod, or near the rod, Looking at the big and spacious building, and I'm not by that tree anymore. I think if I if if I if I do go back to the tree is my is my thing is, is you know I guess when I took that first bite at the tree, I wasn't like the rest of everyone who was taking their first bite. Everyone who took the first bite was like. Static. they were like on a whole no according to
0: according to chapter 8 if you read it some people took bites and then felt the shame that they took a bite and I think that shame or that fear I think that's the the like understanding that you're not good enough or it's that understanding of like pride or the understanding of like there's like it it, it becomes something and it says that they fell away to, to the great spacious building it was
1: a little bitter yeah, yeah. and I it's did. like
0: you got it you did the right, like you got there and real, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like you check the boxes, but you didn't do the work. Like, if that makes sense, like, and I feel like I'm doing the work now to understand. Oh, pardon me. I'm doing the work now to understand my own testimony, my own relationship with the heavenly father, how the heavenly father understands me and I'm putting forth that work. And so I feel like, because I still have some confusion about the church but I try not to let it like deteriorate me to let lead me further towards the building because I'm like, oh, I, I see this is negative, so I'm gonna walk towards. But I'm trying to see like past things. That's like when we talked about um, the apostleships mm-hmm. and how there's some apostles that I I stand behind because I get warm fuzzies all the time, and then there's other apostles that when they talk, I'm like, oh, danger, Will Robinson, danger, danger. And, this is you are lost in space, oh, I so, love that show, oh, I so know. good, so yes, but I mean, I feel that when they speak that that danger, and I have to question what they say for my own sanity, and a lot of the times it's like you I get the uh the thing is not that this is wrong or not that this is bad or not that it's like this is this is their personality and it's not doctrine or this is something that's. Not that is going in the right direction, but it's so poorly worded or so poorly spoken, and it's also got baggage tied to it that right now to ignore this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how like I get those confirmations of things is that, but I don't ever get the confirmation of like this person's just like you know, evil.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: think I don't think Oaks is evil. How much time do we have left? How much time? I do not sing. But I like to hum. Oh! So. We have 15 minutes? We're at 15, five. Five, You have five minutes left. Okay. Okay, because I want to
1: ask. What? Being gay. Yes. Um, I, I want your advice for me. So, okay, when we first met, we were both young. We were both like starting out this new, like trying this out. I mean,. I don't know what your experience was, but I was like, I was so new to everything. And then it's been years. It's been years. And now you're married and I'm single. Bitch, what's the secret to like get it through this community? Because I almost want to give up.
0: So my big thing was I had an epiphany my senior year because of my roommate, um, who you'd also know. Um, that I realized that Utah, when it came to the gay community, was a toxic place for myself. Like, I'm a bubbly, effervescent idiot who, um, who kind of enjoys a good time. And so when I would talk to people about faith and things, I would get these rants of pain and toxicity and people then couldn't get past that. And I've talked to other people here and I've used uh, different platforms to meet people so I can get them to record on my podcast. And everyone has just such toxic. Most of the time, it's a toxic, um. like, they, they don't find out F&I about the podcast. It, it just becomes toxic. And that's fine. It's fine if you it's toxic. I mean, that's your relationship with what you live here in Utah. I understand that. I get that. But it's not for me. That's why I moved.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I followed my dreams. And I followed where I felt like I needed to be. And then I ended up in New York. And I went through a bunch of bull. And then I had a lady tell me to get off Grinder, get off Scruff, get off all the sex apps. And if I really wanted to find someone to date, delete all of those. And then start looking for people on regular apps. And everybody gets a first uh, first chance so if someone messages you um you have twenty I have the rules if someone messages you you have 48 hours to meet them um you don't have to go on a second date um but you do have to go on a first date if they asked no matter what they look like no matter how old how young they were mm-hmm. you had to go on a first date you don't have to make it a long date because there were. I can remember before I met my husband that I went on four dates in one night because I had planned them to be at places that had to crank them out, like here to here. And then like, okay, we we. That's could, kind of exhausting though. But- But it looked,
1: I mean, the best person who had it was the fourth guy that you did, like went on the date with because then you were loose. Err. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Also, that was another thing is I did, could not have sex with anyone until I had a third date. So, uh-huh. like, first date. So the whole, like, fooling around, like, went out the door. Yeah. And so, and then the man I'm married to, we didn't have sex until our fourth
1: date. I, which I, I well I just love that you're married. And I'm so happy to see where you are now. I mean your life versus my life versus where we started when we first met you know we've kind of gone through quite a bit um but i'm in a place of still figuring my shit out
0: welcome to life because you just when you get married you just get a new bag of like oh you figured this one out now here's this one you got to figure out and so it's like when people are like i wish i was married i'm like do you Do you? I do. But it's like... Hold on, though. I wish I
1: was married because I was engaged. And I I wish it would have worked. I mean, it wasn't my choice, but, you know, I mean, I want that. The thing is, is about, you know, growing up Mormon and all of this is I want the family more than anyone. And I think with expectations of the church and my siblings and like wanting to be like where they are like i feel like i'm just in this place that's kind of stuck which is why i'm kind of deciding to go back to school because i don't know what else to do to work there's for, always so much what? you can
0: do what like what i i mean like you can't force them and there's no magic recipe what i always tell people is be open to the experience of dating because being open to the experience of dating will lead you to a relationship. If you're closed off and you're so closed off to have a, like a laundry list of things,
1: like, bitch, I've been open and uh, nothing has happened, and I'm gonna be patient and I'm gonna wait. Uh, but the thing is, is like, I don't want to be an old father. Like, I, I I want to have children now so I can be there. You and me both.
0: You and I, me both. Exactly. <laughs> but you at least are a step closer than I am. Uh, but am I? But am I is how I feel about that. Anyway, um, anything else? Um, you're the best, and you're the best. I am so glad that we
1: got to connect. I am so glad we got to talk scripture because
0: yes, that's very rare
1: in our community. Outside this podcast, we should beside scripture.
0: Uh, should we? Or we should, should we cite uh, Lady Gaga? Anyway, um, do you have a podcast or uh, Instagram or anything that you'd like to plug?
1: No, yeah. This podcast, everyone listen. Share this with your friends. Share Thank this you. with your sisters, with your brothers, with your mothers, with your fathers.
0: What's your Instagram?
1: Uh, F-K-F-I-A. Yeah. Uh, follow me if you want, but it's He's super exciting. handsome. It's, it's super uh, handsome. Uh, uh, but... Um, yes, share this because it's important. I think people who, um, who have experienced things like, uh, Ryan and I have and, uh, talk scripture are the ones really who you should be listening to.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah. And if you are wanting to be a part of this podcast, please reach out to me at pioneerprojects82 at com. Feel free to email me your stories and we would love to get into contact with you. Also, if you're feeling like you are depressed or having, so, uh, suicidal tendencies please reach out to friends and loved one and start talking about your feelings about suicide so that we do not have other casualties of suicide in our community just know you are loved and if you are ever want in new york and you want to go to church with me know that church is at noon this year in 2020 or if you're in utah
1: and you want to go to church come like contact me and we'll go to church together too
0: oh lovely lovely um but yeah harlem first ward is where i go So anyway, thanks for joining me and have a great day, everybody.